Hello and welcome to Wednesday in Westeros, the return. Uh, I'm Taylor Trask. And I'm Todd A. And, and it, oh, you're going to. I was going to say it, but you can oh. say it. If All you're right, listening to this on the, yeah. uh, on the panelism feed, uh, your lines have not been crossed. Uh, Taylor and I run another uh, podcast called Wednesday in Westeros, where, as you can imagine, we talk about Game of Thrones. Uh, and because this is the last season and you may have forgotten that Wednesday and Westeros existed, or you may never have known. That's right. uh, we're, we're running this episode on both feeds. So we hope you will go look for Wednesday and Westeros in your favorite podcast app and subscribe. Um, we may end up doing the finale in the panelism feed as well. Although I'm springing that on Taylor at this moment. Um, but otherwise, this is like a telethon, Todd, this yeah. is like when, a, okay. when, when alternate programming in, interrupts your viewing of the office on a Thursday night and, and mm. they go, please, you know, we'll be, we'll be back throughout these commercial breaks to appeal, appeal to you. That's what we're doing to, uh, to you. Panelism listeners. We're saying we want you to support this other little show. And Hey, like Todd said, there may be surprises along the way. Who knows? <laughs> it's anything can happen. So. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I didn't come up with a suitable like uh, other analogy for it. So, yeah, well, we're, we're interrupting your regularly scheduled comic book talk to talk right. about a thing that comic book nerds are probably following anyway, which is Game of Thrones. Exactly. Um, and, I would and, think, oh, go oh, ahead. I was going to say we have covered now, Todd, uh, season five, six and seven um on this show and then i think bits of season four which appeared if you're listening on panelism those are earlier episodes of panelism and in the early days when it was called the todd and taylor show we would sneak the occasional game of thrones episode in until it just became so overwhelming that it just became its own show hence there's two different shows so we're here today to preview season eight the final season the final six episodes of this entire crazy ride that will that will either for you know give the fans exactly what they want or cause George R. R. Martin to never write another book again, <laughs> just give up completely, or none of the above. What say you? <laughs> you have hinted at so many things. Like there's no way I can answer that in a succinct way because that that touches on so many items that we're gonna talk That's about right. in today's episode. Um, I will tell you that anytime someone says season eight, I kind of flip out a little bit. Like I I don't know why it just still it's I'm still like, wow, it's eight seasons and really nine years, I guess. Right. Because yeah, yeah. we didn't have anything at all last year. Am I correct? That sounds so crazy. We did not. You're In right. 2018. There was nothing. Yep, OK, that is correct. Oh, boy. Well, also, uh, I wonder about this frustration question, which I'm sure like, you know, will readers or watchers or, you know, will you will you be upset with who lives and who dies? Will you be upset with how the story ends, how the threads are tied off if they're not tied off? Uh, because I watched a I don't know if you watched. I watched like a seven, the, a summary of all seven seasons that uh, I can't remember who did this online. It was like Game Master or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh Oh, can you can you hear uh, the lawnmower? Um, oh, I thought I, I thought you were gonna put some spin, some Game of Thrones spin on that sound, like oh, the White Walkers are coming, help me. Yeah, I mean that's the only way is to like My really uh, 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 dead alive this, right? You just yeah. grab that's that's the one where he, he grabs the lawnmower and just starts chopping through the zombies, right? Probably, um, yeah. Uh, you know, go classic Peter Jackson movie. Um, I've never seen it, sadly, but yes, I, I know I know of which you speak. I mean, it's no meet the feebles, but um, 
<laughs> uh, which has disturbed me to my core for oh, years. Wow, I haven't heard that mentioned for years. Uh, I, I lost, I lost my thread. But anyway, I oh yeah, yes. Yeah. So when it's, I watched, it's the, saying when the I words meet the feeble. Wait, wait, it's saying the words meet the feeble, like summoning the Candyman. Like, like when we I start like seeing it on, say it one more time, then. <laughs> Well, we start seeing it on Netflix and Amazon now, just as like you know, like a recommended movie, just that just keeps following us around. If we had a large enough following, I would say Google bomb like Game of Thrones meet the Feebles right now. Like that's what we need is like all the pornography and like violence of Game of Thrones translated into puppets, uh, directed by Peter Jackson of 1987 or something. Oh my god. Um, Anyway, on this rewatch, I it, it was freshly planted in my mind s- several frustrations of uh, the previous season, and yes. really just seven. And not that I didn't enjoy like every second of it at the time when I was watching it, uh, but it def- you know there were definitely some moments during my rewatch and then watching the summary where I went like, oh yeah, you know the Arya Sansa uh, like weird little feud was dragged out for like five episodes you know mm-hmm. um yeah things like that so uh i, I mean we're we're in it right so let, let me just, let me throw yep. this question to you uh did you do any rewatch i did i watched oh. a couple key episodes um nice. just to get back just you know because i haven't i mean i have not watched any of it since that last episode that last episode left such an, a lasting impression in my mind with that, uh, you know, the new White Walker Dragon <laughs> available in toy stores now, kids. That new White Walker Dragon, like, like tearing down the wall and them going like that's that was such an iconic moment. It's like I didn't want to sully that with other stuff. But as the season was drawing closer, I'm like, you know what? I just need to hear that. I need to see that opening intro again. I need to hear that music because I almost forgot what it was like to watch the show. I'm like, I, I need to make sure I'm, I'm tied and tethered mentally back into it. So it doesn't just feel like some, you know, complete and total mind shock every time. So I watched a couple and there's, I wanted to go back specifically to episodes by the gentlemen who are directing this season. Um, and there's two guys we've hang on here. My notes just got all out of whack. There's two guys who six episodes, uh, two guys who have directed before one we have talked about. And I've, I've blown up on this show numerous times. Michael Sapochnik, sorry, Miguel Sapochnik. I'm just pulling up the thing now. He is directing two of the episodes. He is most known for Hard Home and Battle of the Bastards and other amazing episodes too, but those are kind of the big two in terms of the the big fight episodes, the big battle episodes. So my guess is he's directing either one or or both of the White Walker invades, you know, climactic episodes assuming that there's more than more than just one. So to, to prepare for that, I'm like, well, what's that going to feel like? What's that going to be like? You know, what should we be anticipating? I went back and watched hard, rewatched hard home and two things there that were really interesting. One, how much of the episode of hard home was actually devoted to the battle of hard home and in percentage. I'm, I, uh, I, I'm a little clued in here because I, I did rewatch it, but I think it's only like 10% of the episode, maybe it, 20%. Yeah. It's the last 15 to 20 minutes. Cause I know when I rewatched it, I was sort of shocked to remember that. And it's especially uh, shocking in light of two of the other huge battle episodes, battle of the bastards and Blackwater, yep. which the entire episode is a battle, you know? Yeah. 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 So I was, I was convinced that entire thing. Cause I'm like, I was, I was just mentally going back through the, the beats. It's like, okay, so John and, 
and um, his posse get up to hard home. They, they, you know, they negotiate, they, they, you know, they talk about whether or not they should do this. Then they start loading the boats and the battle happens. And John goes back and like all these things occur that I could have swore took an hour to occur at the rate in which they did. So you get this just unbelievably kinetic frenzy, you know, frenzy, just madness of this white Walker invasion. It was, it was the first time we'd ever seen the white walkers truly invade like that, you know, where we got to see the full, full kind of blast of their power. So imagine the White Walkers invade Winterfell episode. That's, I mean, that's going to be exhausting, right? So then, so then you take, do you take, uh, you know, what could be, you know, just, just do one episode and just knock it out of the park and then just get the White Walkers out of the way. Or do you drag it out into two or three episodes? Um, I mean, where do you fall on that line? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, um, uh, you raise a really good point, uh, which, and, and it's the, it's the conundrum of this whole season. Like, is, is it really that we just want to see a few dramatic moments and like two or three huge battles mm-hmm. <laughs> or is there more to it than that? Mm-hmm. Um, because I, uh, you know, we know at the end of season seven, the army of the dead's over the wall. Like they're walking into like, you know, the, not necessarily green, but the fields of the North. Um, Mm -hmm. How long does it take him to get to Winterfell? You know, like uh, uh, Gendry ran (laughs) from that Island where they all were to the wall in like (laughs) 20 minutes or something. Uh. Despite having taken three days to hike out there. Yeah. Um, And so presumably, you know, like they'll, they'll be there. I guess when Ned kills that guy at the wall in the first season, He's up there like in an afternoon and then he's back for dinner. So, mm. you know, there, I, it could be first episode. I don't, I, and then again, is it, um, you know, we'll get to this in our speculate wildly section at the end of this episode, but uh, um, is, I don't know. Will the white walkers be beaten? in? I guess this is what you're asking. Well, will they be okay. beaten in one episode or here's, is the here's threat going to be? Here's the best yeah. way to figure this out. Here are the directors in order. Episode one, David Nutter. Episode two, David Nutter. And what did what has Nutter done before? Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say that was the other episode I pre-watched. He directed um, the Reigns of Castamere and Misha, or Misa. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. So oh, think about think about this. You've got the guy Miguel Sapochnik who directed the signature battle episodes of this show. Yeah, yeah. Plus that amazing. Winds of Winter episode, which is the last of season six. That's the one where Cersei blows everything up. And it's just, and it's almost like a silent film for the first 15, 20 minutes because it's just that haunting piano music while all these things fall into place. Remember that? Remember how after the, oh, yeah. the, the Battle of the Bastards, and you're just like, Jesus. And then we get that episode from the yeah. same guy. So you get, you get Sapochnik on one side, you get Nutter on the other. But I would say these two guys alone have directed probably the most iconic episodes with Sapochnik on the grander scale and David Nutter with these really small, like very interest, interesting, intimate sort of character studies. So, um, so wait, did, did Nutter do the um, uh, 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 Cersei blowing up the Sept? No, that was Miguel oh. Sapochnik. Oh, that was. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Because I was going to say that sequence, um, you know, of the 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 spooky piano music. I bet that sequence is as long as Hard Home. 
It, it might be like just it, the lead yeah. up to the explosion up to Tommen's suicide. It was, it was probably, breathtaking. Yeah. It was breathtaking. And so yeah. you get these two guys. And then the last episode is appropriately directed by Benioff and Weiss themselves, which makes perfect sense. That's, that's a longstanding showrunner tradition. Yeah. Um, to ensure that your, your baby is exactly ends exactly like you want it to. So that'll be really exciting to see. They haven't really directed, uh, hardly at all. Um, especially lately. They didn't, yeah, they exactly. Any of the, any of the stuff. So, Outside of them, you get, in my mind, the two heaviest hitting directors that I think we've had. No disrespect to you know the guy who directed Hold It, you know the uh, Hold the Door and all that stuff. Like, yeah. there's plenty of moments, but I mean, in terms of pound for pound, these two guys, if you're gonna if you're gonna wrap up this show yeah. uh, and really represent everything that we've come to love, look at their episodes, and they really cover the the most interesting, most I think liked elements of Game of Thrones thematically. Yeah. And so I'm just that's really exciting. But to go back to your point, real quick, to go back to your question, Michael Sapochnik does the third one, Nutter does the fourth one, then Sapochnik does the fifth one, Benioff and Weiss do six. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're figuring it's like battle in the third one, battle in the fifth one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nutter yeah. and Benioff and Weiss, uh, like uh, setting the table at the beginning and then tying it up at the end. <laughs> yeah. I like the yeah. speculation. Um, uh, and I don't uh, remember exactly what my 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 comment was going to be about um, those uh, those directors, but I was going to, I was going to uh, 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 rein you in a little bit and pull back to that rewatch before we speculate too much about what, <laughs> when we think like, I was afraid we were going to start getting into our predictions and stuff. Ah, yes. Um, I did in January and February rewatch every season. Um, what? In order. <laughs> God, that must've been exhausting. It was, I mean, it wasn't, I couldn't be as attentive, obviously, as, uh, well, I mean, I, you know, I'm just not going to be attentive through seven seasons of that. Um, so often I was doing dishes or something with it playing in the background or whatever. Todd, how but dare you? I know. Um, Shame. But I did, I, I did make it through them. Uh, and I, it's hard. So because I crammed so many in, it's hard to say certain things stood out. Does season um, five still suck as much as it did? I don't think it's, I think on rewatching the whole thing, my, because you're not living with it week to week. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't think it sucks. I just think there's a, uh, and I don't want to say it's a pattern, but there's definitely like several episodes through the whole series where you feel like, Oh boy, like, like, it's just, you know, get, get over this. Like, (laughs) um, and season five may have had more of those moments. Okay, that's fair. But I do, I do think there were some, you know, good moments in that in that season. Yeah, yeah. And especially when you watch it all in bulk, it's kind of hard to differentiate what happened in each season. So when I watched that YouTube summary today, it was it was helpful where it was like, okay, season five, and then he would speed through you know the main events of season five. You know, another um, show has that same condition after the fact, where you sort of breeze through it. You, you're less aware of the of the lesser episodes. Battlestar Galactica, I can't even imagine what it must have been like to watch that thing on a weekly basis back in the day, because that was you know that was prior to binging. That just that that snuck in right under the wire. Um, you know, it wasn't it just they would have just made it and put it out in one shot now, but they put that thing out and like you watch some of those episodes and you can kind of fast forward through a lot of stuff that slows you down and, and you remember the stuff that really, really worked and you kind of give the whole series a, a much higher rating as a whole. I think, whereas if you really stopped and paid attention, you'd be like, wait, is what, what anyway? Yeah. I, I think, uh, I mean, game of Thrones has probably benefited so much from binge 
the the binge movement, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, because it was easier to like kind of onboard people like you're not having to, you know, <laughs> figure it out. It's just sort of like, hey, watch it on your own speed, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think it, it would really hurt them if they did release seasons all at once because you wouldn't have that breathing room that you need between episodes. Like when yeah. I do binge it, it's like, <clears throat> you know, it's overwhelming. Um, well, especially in that la- like last season. Oh God. Like yeah, the, the further you get into the, the season, the more overwhelming because everything, the stakes get bigger and bigger and like the, the big, Oh my God moments become more plentiful and just, it kind of keeps amping up. Yeah. I, uh, maybe that's a good time for me to insert my, um, my, uh, conversation starter, <laughs> even though we've started the conversation, uh, did any I, did any gross moments stand out to you on your rewatches? Um, and then granted, I didn't watch them all like you did, but I was sort of thinking back through that. I did go back and look at all the episode sort of summaries from every season just to kind of remind myself of what went where um, organizationally. So you know, the anything involving um, Theon, Ooh, pretty yeah. much you know any anything he does or has done to him. Um, Anything that involves Ramsey. Um, yeah. You're, you're, you're being pretty broad there. I got two very specific scenes. <laughs> I mean, but it's all sort of just, I mean, when you really take count of it, it's all pretty terrible. Now, when you say gross, are you saying like, like, oh, I can't look at it or like morally repugnant in terms of being or all of the above? I don't know. I just thought it was a uh, when I, I this occurred to me as I watched the summary video, mm-hmm. uh, which helpfully pulled out my two grossest moments and like stuck. I mean, they were in they were in that summary. So I was All like, right, oh, great. I'm, I'm watching a 16 minute summary and I get to watch the two grossest things. Uh, I, although I just thought of a third, the actual grossest thing that I don't think I've ever watched like full on eyes open is the mountain killing um Oberon. Oh yeah, God, I forgot about that entirely. And it's oh, the yeah, it is like right out of the book. Yeah, and so it was disturbing yeah. in the book, which is one of those things where you know the the I know the just the debate of like whether George R. R. Martin is a good writer of fiction. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a topic I could talk about for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Red Wedding in the book is written really clumsily because mm-hmm. I remember when it, when I read it and I was like, I got to reread that to make sure that what I think happened really happened. But the, the mountain killing Oberon was like that visceral and gross in the book. And so when it Hmm. happened in that literal way and I knew it was about to happen, I was just like turning my head away. Like I can't watch this, but the actual two grossest moments, uh, uh, which are, are clearly uh, in my mind, I'm saying this to be funny, uh, but I still think they're very gross. Um, one is the very first scene of Tyrion and the expression on his face as he's getting a blowjob from a prostitute. Whoa. <laughs> it bothers me to no end. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that one. Ref- wow. You're uh, way back. So gross. And I think it, I think it sort of sticks out because at the time in season one, I, a lot of us were like, what is up with this accent he's doing? Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah, do you think yeah. From, uh, I think it's gotten better over time, or at least that we've adjusted to it. And then the second gross is, is of course, the fourteen-year-old boy breastfeeding. Oh <laughs> on, God! On the oh my God! And this, and I, wow, I was. <laughs> those things actually trump Theon or Ramsey for the most part. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna side with you. My order now is going to be 
the mountain killing Oberon followed immediately by the breastfeeding of a 12 year old boy. <laughs> that was wow. I had completely forgot because so many things go through your mind during that scene. You're like, one, am I really looking at this? Yes, I am. Number two, how the hell did they shoot this? How on earth did they technically make this happen? Like, I mean, they, t- they just did it, I think. Like, there, that is a thing that stuck out to me on the rewatch. And not that I, like, paid that much attention to it, but it absolutely struck me when rewatching, like, gross, those two actors had to do that. You know, I like, just, that was the thought well, that went through my head. <laughs> I just, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's, that, now I'm wondering what else I've forgotten that might, like, haunt my dreams. Like, <laughs> um. So I, uh, we've already kind of recapped. Oh, can I, can I throw oh, one yeah. more in there and just, just one more. And so since we're going back to the very first episode or episodes, I would say this isn't as, as, as visually gross as it is just unsettling, um, to the same degree of discomfort. The first time that, uh, Daenerys gets raped by, oh. um, um, yeah. what, what the hell? Jason Momoa. What the hell Cal is this? Cal Drogo. Yeah, Cal Drogo. There we go. I, I know him more by Jason Momoa. Um, Aquaman rapes Daenerys. No, just that scene where he is so giant and she is so little and just like the whole thing. I mean, and it's shot like the the cover of a romance novel and you're just like, ugh. just everything about it was just uncomfortable. Oh, Very I, uncomfortable. You, yeah. You saying that makes me realize how much I tried to shut that out of my mind. Cause I remember, and especially in that first season, like, isn't there one where, uh, it doesn't, uh, Viserys like undress her or like he pulls open her robe or something. Yeah. And there's some really uncomfortable thing with, with her nudity when Emilia Clark is so young. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and then in knowing like she's playing, you know, the sister of this person. Yeah. And he, he does something like, I mean, obviously Viserys does several disgusting things, but I, I know there was a moment in that where it was like, Oh, Oh boy. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, you know, um, I, I don't know. We're, we're going to see some more gross stuff, I guess. I'm not yeah. exactly excited about that part of it. We did already sort of catch up with like where we left off Yeah. Uh, at, at the end of the season, the army of the dead coming through the wall. Uh, John just fucked his aunt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tyrion probably think Tyrion probably knows, you know, jury's still out, but like that whole scene where Tyrion's oh, in the hallway, right. looking, he's like, where he's just like, Oh shit. I'm finally going <laughs> to tell her I love her. Uh Oh, so I don't, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. okay. No, no, no. I, I don't really think that. Some people really do, though, and I've never understood. What, I'm like, that is wishful thinking shipping at its finest. Like, there's nothing. No. He never indicated once. Like, well, why is he so concerned? I'm like, because he just spent his whole life fleeing his uh, his yeah. incestuous brother and sister who's you know created the demon from hell, and now here he is finally having ascended to find somebody good, and and you you two people with good pure hearts who happen to be related. Now they're doing it. Yeah. Although I don't well, know, Tyrion doesn't know that John is. I don't know. He may be John's Targaryen. brother. You know, he's still a secret That's Targaryen true. on the secret Targaryen <laughs> list, possibly. So maybe he's just uh, feeling left out. I, um, I do. I God, if Tyrion ends up being a secret Targaryen, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna get one of those Vuvuzelas and just. Be like, <laughs> I am so upset that we're not gonna get that one scene that we wished for a couple of years ago, which is like the, the whole, you know, the dust is is settling on Westeros. There's like all these just piles of dead bodies and, you know, these just zombies and very injured humans walking around and there's just Gendry in the rowboat, like (laughs) finally getting back to like, (laughs) 
<laughs> Dragon Keep or whatever it is. God, I can um, you imagine if they actually if they actually pulled that off. Oh Jesus! Uh, <laughs> right now, but yeah. And of uh, 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 Viserys the Merman, right? Isn't that what we also yeah, figured yeah. out? Um, uh, boy, that went off also. But I do think the significance of the John scene with Danny at the end of season seven is that that's part of the table setting that has to be done yep. at the beginning of this season. Is Completely. that Sam has like that knowledge has to be explained, like who John is and all that. And do you think there's going to be uh, drama? in Winterfell when they realize that the person they've just shouted as King of the North is not a Stark. Oh, a hundred percent. Let may I direct you to one lady, Leanna Mormont, who <laughs> has proven time and again that she is more than capable of being the queen of the North. She's just not doing so because of, of, um, you know, she's, she's, uh, she has everything in perspective. She's like, look, I could be all your queen in a second. I'm going to sit back because bear Island is just that awesome. And I, you know, Let's try to do a little bit more of a democratic thing. So she, keep in mind that actress is going to be two years older now. Mm. Um, so it's going to be curious to see how that comes Eleven. off. Eleven. It'll be so weird if she comes back like in a brand moment where she's like super oh, tall and walking and her voice will change. And we're like, wait, who is this? Everybody will be Googling. Why did they that actor? Yeah, yeah. And the, the Google searches for that night will be furiously like, where's the real Leanna Mormont actor? It's like, look, I grew up. Um, break. I don't know that I, we shared it on the air, but I think I did tell you one of my favorite uh, uh, behind-the-scenes theories of this based on the book reading and stuff, which is that Liana is – so there is always this thing about Tormund sleeping with a bear – uh-huh. And so there is a theory that Liana Mormont is the child of that oh because the women of Bear Island, there were rumors in the book that they could actually skin change into bears. Okay. And so that he's not like, so that Tormund is, is both being literal and figurative when he says he once slept with a bear. Huh. And that Liana is the child of that. Oh that my coupling. God. Yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, she's got his feistiness, that's for sure. Yeah, well, but I mean, would Sansa become queen of the North? Is that what we're looking at? Or, I don't know. See, I, well, I, John, it's it's clear John doesn't want it. Really. Yeah, exactly. He's only doing it so that, he's only using it as a means to an end. He's like, look, I don't, I never wanted this. I think he'd be more than happy to turn it over to Sansa. And there'll probably be some, you know, hand waving. And it's like, you know, like, let's, is he going to do it? And he's like, no, I'm going to do it. Like, there'll be that scene where he's like, look, you should have always been queen, Sansa. And then she just, you know, she's finally got what she wants. Arya is as her, you know, little private assassin. Um, John's got what he wants. It's just, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Clearly there, clearly there's going to be a kid involved in the Danny John relationship. So what? I don't know. It's gotta, there's, you don't, (sighs) The other thing I wonder about is how the uh, uh, and there's no convenient way to bring this up. It is the the time span of this season, which is because I've wondered about the kid thing, too. But presumably this season is starting off like the moment the last season. Oh, ended. really? Because, oh, I mean, I would like... assume because the, the walkers came through the wall. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, it would yeah. be terrible if they sort of hand waved like six months later, you know, <laughs> Um I could see if they had if they had not had the army of the dead come through the wall. Yeah, they could that we could start the season off with her being pregnant, and you're you're trying to figure out how that happened. But I do think there's something <laughs> to that prediction that she won't have children, or what. However, that went down. Oh with yeah, the witch Mary Magdur or whatever her name was. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think there's equal like ways to read it that you know 
John is the only one who, <laughs> you know, she had to find well, another Targaryen. To- we'll know. We'll know if that's the case. If, if like we've said before, if in the flashback um, uh, yeah, before yeah. the episode, if we see the scene of the witch, you know, in season Good one, telling point. telling her that it's like, oh, well, clearly the kid is going to be a, a discussion topic. <laughs> like they kind of need to do almost like a a 15 minute like thing before the episode begins that, that literally reminds us of all the yeah. different prophecies that have been unleashed oh, over yeah. the last seven yeah. seasons. Like here are the ones that have been fulfilled. Here are the ones that were bogus and here are the ones that are still questionable. Like is yeah. the Lord of light a real thing? Like, I don't yeah, know. Like, exactly. Um, all this stuff. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, we'll know it's the case that she's pregnant when she and John go to like a casual dinner with all their friends. And she's like, uh, no wine for me tonight. <laughs> the, the, way that, the, way not be drinking. the way that we find out all our friends are pregnant. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, why aren't you drinking tonight? <laughs> then and, and, and Leanna Mormont sitting beside her, she's like, oh, women of the North drink. It is our custom. And she yeah. pushes the, the goblet like, forcefully towards her. And she's like, no, yeah. I, I'm, I, I really don't. It yeah. is our custom. Come to the ladies' room with me, and then they. Look it <laughs> um. I, uh. Anyway. Uh. One good point to start us with also is where is everybody? Mm, yeah. Um, I think there's some big obvious ones like we know Brienne, the Starks, the Targaryens. They are all at Winterfell. Winterfell. Yeah. Tormund's um, well, headed actually, their way. Actually, Daenerys. Uh. Wait. Is Daenerys at Dragonstone or is she? Daenerys at- and Jon are on the boat. That's right. But were they headed to Winterfell? They were heading to Dragonstone, I thought. Oh boy, I do not remember. So um, they're heading. They're they're on the both heading south or thereabouts. Okay, and everybody else there or south. Arya's in the north. Uh, uh, Brands in Winterfell. Jamie's headed presumably to Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we just left with him like in the far south as it was snowing. I don't think we saw him make any. You know, he didn't traveling a great distance at the end of the season, right? No, I don't, I don't believe so. Um, Correct us if, if that's wrong. A Tormund, I'm trying to remember who was on the wall as it got destroyed. Like, we're fairly sure Tormund got out alive. Um, was Yeah, they wouldn't kill him off in, a, in right. an off-screen moment. He's going to have some heroic end if, if he's going to have an end. Yeah, and he he was on the wall, and I can't remember who was with him. Was it Beric, or was it... It was Beric, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Beric yeah. yeah. So we, we think Beric and Tormund made it off the wall... Where are Gendry, the Hound, um, Jorah, the rest of the like, you know, the posse that went oh, up north? Man. That's a great question. <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I just don't even remember. Like they all got yeah. rescued by the dragons. Presumably, the dragons went to Dragonstone. I know I mm-hmm. called it Dragon Keep a minute ago. Uh, Dragonstone. I, yeah. Um, but these are all good things to uh, you listeners. Go remind yourselves of where these people are. We didn't <laughs> what, do any a great, what a great um, abdication of responsibility. Why don't yeah. you go? Yeah, hey, we're just telling things. you what you should be on the lookout for. <laughs> well, uh, okay, here, here I've got. I, let's just real quick. Here's the last. Here's the summation for the dragon and the wolf. The last episode. Okay, August 27, 2017. Oh, oh my god. god, so long ago. It feels like forever we were, ago. We were so innocent in those days. At King's Landing, the White is presented. I thought that was an earlier episode. Wow. So the White, they present it to the Lannisters. Cersei's like, okay, all right. She demands John's neutrality, but he upholds his oath to Daenerys, provoking Cersei to leave. Tyrion meets privately with her. That was a really good scene. Uh, the Golden Company of Bravos is going to come back in. Cersei's later. She's just going to keep running up that debt. Jamie leaves. He deserts her, rides north. 
Um, bound for the White Harbor, John and Daenerys make love. At Dragonstone, Theon earns the respect of his men and leads them to rescue Yara. God, I forgot about that. Yeah, I put that him was in a our great scene. Oh, but, sorry. And then at Winterfell, Littlefinger sows descent. He gets killed. Uh, sons of blah, blah, blah. They realize the true burn to Grand. Yeah, and then so uh, Samwell arrives at Winterfell. Yeah, so yeah. He's okay. there with Bran. He's just gotten there. They realize John is the Targaryen. So they now know that John is is Aegon's son. And he, son. he tells Bran that, right? Bran tells him. Because oh. Bran sees it. And yeah, yeah. Sam is able to confirm that the marriage was annulled. Yeah. That Rhaegar's marriage to what's her name, Martell, was annulled. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and so uh, to answer your other earlier question, the episode right before that was the one where um, Jorah and everybody, you know, it's basically the, the rescue party. And then the uh, White Walker Corps of Engineers unearths the dragon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After the greatest javelin throw in the history of television <laughs> by the White the White King or the Night King, yeah. Christ oh. in heaven, that was amazing. So that gives us a basic a basic sort of look. Um, yeah, Euron is kind of the only question mark for me. I, it's, uh, okay, so you said the Golden Company comes back into it. Well, she mentions it. She's talking to Jamie, and she he's like, seriously we've got to see reality. She's like, I hired the golden company again. He's like, you're an idiot. They're going to, you're going to owe so much money to the golden company. She's like, ah, that's all right. I'll, I'll make it work. And then he's like, forget it. I'm going. Uh, so Theon presumably has taken his men. I also can't remember if they're in a proper ship or if they're in like a dinghy. Um, if he's, if he's in like Gendry's boat, but presumably they're going to King's landing. They're going to go rescue Yara, which granted like King's landing, doesn't have the defenses and the city's kind of in chaos a little bit, but still like eight. But Euron's Euron's got Yara. They they may just oh, be going. Euron to has Yara. He yeah, didn't, yeah. No, I thought he no, but he gave her to Cersei. Like he presents her. Oh, right. you're they, right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. And then Euron sure. just runs scared at yeah. the end of the or, or in the middle of the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he, Yara's in the prisons in King's Landing, unless they retcon that. You are um, right. So uh, I was telling you offline that uh, I, I was speculating wildly with um, some friends the other night, and one of them said that Euron was probably dispatched to get the Golden Company, mm. which mm. I, I hadn't put together. Like, I, I, uh, I don't think it's unreasonable that they bring him back in in that way because his his departure was really strange. Um, I mean, I also his departure was very logical. Like he was like, mm -hmm. "I'll just ride out this battle, and then we'll come back and." Sweep up do, you ever, do you see a scenario where the Golden Company, um, headed by the wonderful Mark Gatiss, if you're a Doctor Who or Sherlock fan, he, um, you know, do you imagine them looking at Euron going, Cersei owes us a lot of money. We'll pay you to go basically wipe out King's Landing. And you know what? You can just be king if you want to, and we'll, yeah. just, you'll owe us. And he'll be like, yeah. I mean, is that – because Euron wouldn't still be around if there wasn't a weird yeah. – chance that he could actually become king of westeros well you know, that would be the only way i could see it happening time to share one of my other kooky theories which <laughs> i stumbled upon randomly the other night as i was chatting about this with people was uh we were talking about the prophecies and the volan car prophecy which uh that word i guess is supposed to mean little brother um and it just sort of bolt of the blue i went wait isn't euron a little brother what if Euron is the prophesied little brother that kills Cersei? Whoa. And he returns with the Golden Company and just trounces her and kills her because she wouldn't marry him and he just really wants the power and the throne. That um, is a fantastic notion. I, I never thought of that. 
because I don't. God dang it! I I know I know like uh you know especially with the stupid dragon rescue mission last <laughs> season we're not really getting hung up on distances anymore. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't seem like there's a good way for uh, Jamie or Arya, who's the other suspected fallen car, to appear in King's Land like in King's Landing to kill Cersei, unless unle- you know unless it's in the middle of some other sort of confrontation. Like it's not I think- like. I think Arya's list is, I mean, it seems like, yeah, if she has the opportunity, but I don't think she, it doesn't seem like she's jonesing to finish her list. Cause so many I people don't got, there, either. Yeah. got there first. And you know, she's, she's reunited with her family. Yeah. I, and, but here's a real quick tangent on that. Does Jack and Hagar make a return appearance this season at all? I've been wondering the same thing. And I don't know how he fits into anything. So I really hope we saw his farewell. Like that moment where she says, "Like a girl is Arya Stark or whatever." I hope. But that- then, isn't doesn't she have a blood debt to pay the the faceless men? Because it no. seems like he let her get off. Like he even said, "Like no one leave once you start this, you don't stop. Like you're one of us forever." But and- he did say that the debt was like uh, one face is returning here tonight. So presumably, when she delivered the face of the waif. Like that's it. I don't know. They, Unless you're one of those idiots who thinks that the waif is actually Arya and just like is basically killed Arya and took her face and she's running around Westeros yeah. right now. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. We're not going to get to season eight and learn that the waif has been secretly Arya for two and a half seasons. No, God <laughs> Almighty. Rewatching that ridiculous Terminator Two scene for <laughs> the waif Arya battle. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, like kind of <laughs> aggravating all over again. <laughs> Where, like, just even rewatching it, I did the same thing where she gets stabbed like five times in the yeah. stomach. And I was like, well, she's dead. Yep. And then thrown into like this filthy river. And I'm like, well, yeah, definitely infected, dead. And then uh, a pile of molten uh, yeah. metal rises and takes shape in the form well, of Arya. But not, not only that, but then she starts, you know, getting some licks in on the wave, and the wave just keeps coming and like yeah. running on the rooftops and jumping <laughs> over. And you're like, what the? This is so crazy. There's superheroes all of a sudden. Um, Gotta forget about uh, is Cersei still pregnant? Like when the season begins, or are we? I don't think she is. I don't even think she is. I think that was just a weird a trick of her. Yeah, I think that was just a bluff to keep Jamie around. Think, yeah, okay. I, just, I don't think it's what a weird thing to throw in at this at the stage. You know? Yeah. I. But you. I mean, if this is a good time to bring up those prophecies, she's had her children, and th- they've all had their golden shrouds. Um, although Tama didn't really get his, she just told him to incinerate him, right? Um, <laughs> I think so. Uh, More dragon fire. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the only thing that's left for her is the death by the hands of the Valonqar. So you think so. she has a kid? Maybe Jamie raises it with <laughs> Brienne. Ooh. So I'll, that okay. So uh, it, one of the theories that someone else shared the other night was that he thinks that the big, like, there's going to be a big emotional moment, the reunion of Brienne and Jamie, uh. and Jamie is going to watch Brienne die in battle. And then that's going to be sort of the last straw for him that incites him to go kill Cersei. I don't think he'd go all the way back to kill Cersei. I know. I, well, uh, this, this uh, same friend, his, uh, his hypothesis for the structure of the series, and he may have looked at the directors like you did, is that there is a battle of Winterfell mm-hmm. like early or midway through. And that is the White Walkers versus the humans. And mm-hmm. then the remnants all go south or uh, King's Landing comes north for the final human-on-human battle. 
I do think there has to be, I, I do. Everybody who tells me that the white walkers, uh, you know, the big bad of the season and that it's all about that. I'm like, it, no, it, it can't be. I like the, I like the symmetry of what you just described because we've got, as we looked at the directors, we've got some quieter episodes to build up to that white Walker threat. And then you get that episode. But if you get too much of that, it's just going to be, it's going to minimize all the previous, like hard home is not going to feel as special. So you got to keep these white Walker moments really nice and compact and, and kinetic. Also, they're expensive to do. So, you know, the, the idea of there being two or yeah. three of them. Um, and yeah, the, the idea of us going back to where we all started, which is who's going to ultimately sit on this throne in Westeros once the, once the walkers are gone, that's really, you know, it's not like we're going to fight the walkers and then all agree on a King after this is all over. Of course, there's going to be this contentious fight to the bitter end. That's been the whole point of this. Like, who's going to sit on this throne? And it may be such that, You've got a, a potential child of Daenerys and John, and you've got a potential Ooh. child of Cersei and Jamie. That you know, it, 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 maybe it's all about the future of one of these two kids is going to be, you know, who who ultimately sits on it. Like every, all of all the actions of the parents and the relatives has been for one of these two kids. I don't know. Now, uh, I God, I really love the symmetry of like those two children. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I I love what you said there because I think. Uh, you're picking up on something I wasn't able to articulate, which is the, uh, and it's great that it comes back in the season because in the <laughs> first season, I, from the first season to like the fourth or fifth season, I felt there was this tension between readers and viewers in mm-hmm. that readers. And I don't want to generalize it, but I, I know the the few that I talked to, I think we all, you know, we, we had a similar takeaway, which was uh, the, the books are written in this cool way where there's so much like human drama in them. But the interesting thing is that there's this existential threat from the North, like looming down on them. So whatever they're dealing with the throne, like who's going to, you know, cause for like the first four seasons, that's what everybody kept talking about was like, yeah, who's going to sit on the throne. And I just felt like it doesn't fucking matter because even those promo posters with Sam sitting on the throne, you're like, fuck you. (laughs) It's never going to happen. If they do structure the season that way, I think you're right, which is that it, then it, they sort of wrap it up with, who sits on the throne, which yeah. I think is a payoff to viewers specifically, because that's what they were asking themselves for several years. Mm. But it almost dismisses what readers might want to see, because I, at least I personally felt like when the White Walkers get there, uh, it, it's it's going to sort of demonstrate in a very physical way, like all your squabbling over this throne is meaningless. Like you need to do away with this, you yeah. know? So, uh, so that's an interesting way of like looking at like the way you described it is like, oh yeah, which, which payoff are they giving us? The one for the readers, um, where it, it doesn't matter anymore. Like maybe they just become a, you know, feudal system or something or the one for the viewers where it's like, okay, we finally got an answer to, you know, who owns the throne. And I think that a lot of the, uh, payoffs from last season, help the readers out in there in like that sort of aspect because you know Littlefinger I think was a huge contender for sitting on the throne I th- yeah I think for a long time we were all led to believe like wow he's he keeps getting away with it um you know he's eventually yeah I was about to say like somewhere he's gonna find funding for that one building and you know his reality show does really well and uh yeah half of Westeros falls for him 
Only, uh, only give it to Littlefinger that he had the he his cunning was through the roof. Like I mean, right, right, that right. guy, that guy. I wouldn't say he slept his way to the top, but he no, you know, legitimately he, cunned his way to the top. He cunned his way to the top <laughs> until Sansa. Until but like look at the the beauty of of Littlefinger's trajectory is that his only weakness was was his love for um uh oh god what the yeah. what the hell is yeah Catelyn. Catelyn the and then and by extension Sansa when Catelyn died it's like that was his only weakness yeah. was that and that's what got him I mean that's what lost him the throne and got him killed at the end, end of the day was not being able to control that thinking that he he could control it and it was like yeah. Sansa Sansa used that to her advantage I. I just love going back and rewatching that particular scene where, you know, Arya comes in and, you know, as a viewer, you're like, clearly they're not fighting. And this is all just one big trap that Littlefinger's failed to see clearly. And then, of course, it was. But just the the beauty of that scene where Sansa's, you know, Littlefinger's standing there all smug. And then to see, um, I forget his name, Kieran, whatever his last name, that actor's face, to see his face change from that smug to just the WTF face in a matter of like two seconds when she, when she says Lord Baelish, Oh my God. So you've got, you've got certain characters left that it would be really satisfying to see either a really a triumphant moment, a la Brienne or the hound. Um, mm-hmm. That was one character, by the way, we didn't talk, we didn't mention his current status or his, you know, where is he at? Um, the, the hound? Yeah. Or see, he, no, he's with, uh, in the, yeah, he was in the uh, Magnificent Seven, the posse. That's but. right. God, Magnificent Seven. So, does he get? Does the Hound? Do we get? Do we finally get Clegane Bull? Do you think at some point? So another theory I watched, <laughs> another okay. video, with a crazy theory, was that Arya will be the one who kills the Mountain. Um, what? <laughs> it was a laborious stretch for this guy to find clues. <laughs> on it um why do there have and, to be clues though why can't it just oh be yeah this is what they well, want to do like, why is, does it have to be one big drawn out thing i god i could make so many great like less than one minute videos that just rebut game of thrones theories <laughs> that uh, because my central premise would be george R. R. martin wrote so many like literally mil- like literally hundreds of thousands but possibly like a million words on this already uh-huh. that he, of course he used the same phrase over and over. Like that was all this theory hinged on was that this one description that was applied to Oberon once was applied to Arya like 10 times. And I'm going, yeah, because George R. R. Martin wrote so many fucking words, he literally ran out of them. <laughs> so yeah, he one time applied it to Oberon. It's not a clue. Jesus Christ. Like everything, nobody can be that deliberate. <laughs> It's like I mean, they want it could be, but it doesn't like mean that it is, you know. It's crossed over into like conspiracy theorists and flat earthers oh, and like people yeah. who think they have the secret knowledge that yeah, will yeah, yeah. Know how which is all which is basically that uh, George R. R. Martin is the George Soros of this world. <laughs> he has somehow manipulated every thread, you know, <laughs> to make the marijuana more powerful in order to sedate the masses you know, while the chemtrails uh, make them sterile or whatever. That's, you know, it's that kind of shit that makes George R. R. Martin not want to write anymore. He's like, God almighty. Can I, can it just, can a character just do something just cause not, not because I've laid the careful groundwork over 55 chapters. <laughs> like can't, can't she just, can't Arya just go down and get a milkshake? No, it has to be faded and seen in chapter two of book three. Yeah. Because some just- <laughs> sage told somebody else. I said, no, no, she's just going to go get a milkshake. 
It's all she's yeah. gonna do. <laughs> Don't you remember gonna... when Nymeria ate that leaf? That was a vanilla leaf. God. <laughs> and Ari, kind of... <laughs> a vanilla milkshake. Me. Imagine being an author and having people come up to you at like autograph signings or what have you, and be and and, and give deliver this to you in person, like these sort of long. I, I <laughs> but on the other hand. I would just start really laughing. I'd be like, you're writing mind. after the third book, and just it's the people coming up to him at conventions. They're like, "Oh my God, did Littlefinger take Sansa to the Vale?" And he's like, "Ooh, that's a good one." Little <laughs> oh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned. He's <laughs> just like, <laughs> "Well, wise reader." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? Oh man, it's like he's like uh, Stan Lee in The Simpsons. Remember that episode where Stan Lee just keeps hanging out at the comic shop? And he's like ripping off like ideas and stuff and then taking Marvel books and putting them in the spinner racks in front of DC books. And, and he's like, and they're like, you ruined it. He's like, ruined it or made it better. <laughs> well, George R. R. Martin's just like that, just as unabashedly. He's like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to, this is how uh, I live now. Hopefully it's a good segue based on, you know, on that. What What threads will irritate you if they are not tied off? Oh, good question. If they're not tied off. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Well, I'm firmly not. And I mean, at this point, if you're one of those people who says, no, 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 Lady Stonehearts are coming. Don't you worry. Like if that is certainly not something that I give two shits about. We passed that that bridge long ago and they clearly decided not like I'm still seeing that I'll go on Reddit or I'll go on IO9 and just look yeah. at the comment sections. And I'm still seeing people just like you described going out of their way to try to make a lady Stoneheart return makes sense. I'm like, she's been dead in a swampy pond. Like she's coming back. She's coming back as a white Walker that gets promptly killed with fire by somebody. It's not oh, you no know, this idea that she's going to be like commanding soldiers or some shit. I'm just like, no, no lady Stoneheart's not a thing. Um, yeah. I would Although, say, can Rob come back with the wolf's head as a white Walker? Oh, gross. <laughs> That would be the new gross thing on the list. That would be my number one. He comes back while suckling at uh, Lady Stoneheart's breast. That. I don't want to see <laughs> the that. Head. The aborted baby fetus in his wife's womb oh, comes back out. Oh, like, oh it becomes, becomes a Roger Corman movie all of a sudden. Like, what the hell? Like, what is this? Too far. What is going on? Like, well, you started it with Wolf's head on Rob's corpse <laughs> zombie body. No, let's or, get back on track. Or can the fray that uh, uh, Lord Walder ate come back in his stomach? Oh God! <laughs> Sorry, I'm way off. I'm way off the deep end here. Well, Todd, according to the Rapture, <laughs> you're you're in the spirit of your condition when you die. I would say the one. Okay, I I really. Well, it's it's tricky because you know they're going to cover the important stuff. We we're going to get a we're going to get a proper ending to the main six or seven characters on this show. Yeah. So that's not up for consideration. I would say I w- you know going back to the Golden Company, it would kind of bum me out if we never found out. You know, like if they just sort of became this this non entity, especially after they've been painted as like you know we always you know, the the Lannisters collect their debts. We collect their, you know, we collect the Lannister debt. That's how awesome. That's how serious we are. Yeah. I kind of want to see what happens when you borrow that much money without any consequence. Well, no, they now they did pay it off because the money went ahead when they robbed the Tyrrells. So oh. she, she did pay off the first part of that debt and then hit them up for more. That's I right. Think. Okay. So well, they're, so they're not in as deep as they were, which I actually was hoping that would be a big point of suspense for the season. 
Um, cause I, 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 sorry, I, I believe we debated this on an episode cause I, I think we, I think our roles were reversed. I'm pretty sure you had to talk me into like the money made it out safely. Cause I thought the dragon burned up the money and it was no, like, you're right. That's right. Cause the wagon did go first. Yeah. They sent it. Okay. You're God. That was the whole point of that scene. I I'll, I'll say specifically if Theon doesn't get a, mm-hmm. a worthwhile ending, cause he's kind okay. of a main character, but he's kind of an ancillary character now. Yeah. Um, so I really want to see him have some kind of redemptive ending or heroic ending, given his very fraught character journey. That's so probably my one. I, I was interested in, in finding out where you fell on that, because I, I definitely think there's a, uh, you know, there's a large uh, uh, consensus that wants that. Um, and that came up the other night when uh, these friends were talking about it. Um, and one thing I, you know, uh, suggested was. I felt like that moment should have been him sacrificing himself to save Yara at the hands of Euron. Mm-hmm. And when they missed that, like when he jumped in the water, not that that was out of character or anything, but I think that was the last moment where I just went, this, this kid is irredeemable. And yeah, I remember we talked I about don't that. care after that. Cause it was like, dude, you, that was it. That was your moment. And I, I just, I mean, it was, it was a great dramatic moment where he, you know, that, that, that moment of like the look on both of their faces and like, you know, Yara kind of realizing he was going to be a coward again. See, um, and that made me want it even more. I yeah. saw that. I'm like, I want even more than I did. I want him to have a counterbalance on the other side where he, you know, and yeah, he should have made the decision there. But if, again, if they don't give that to him now in this final season, it will feel yeah. like a really big missed opportunity. Well, I, I think the <clears throat> other way that could have gone down, like just, you, you know, and I'm, spoiler alert not a professional television writer uh (laughs) but i think the other way to have written that scene like you could that that scene could have gone either way and still been the end of theon's arc in other words he could have just swum off to essos and (laughs) that's it and we never hear from him again wow or he could have stepped in and killed euron at that moment but because he did neither that's where i lost care for him i'm just like I, i you know I don't know. To me, he's like uh, uh, he's like an even worse Kylo Ren, another character that I don't want redeemed. You know, um, well, ah, Kylo, that's a different, that's a different <laughs> horse of a different color, if there ever was one. That there's oh, some similarities, but anyway. a different coat. Yeah, yeah. There that's we go. The reigns of Castamere. Um, yeah. Uh, so, oh yes. Um, uh, towards that point, I. Do you think that anything George R. R. Martin writes after this almost becomes a retcon of like, in other words, is the TV series now canon and George R. R. Martin is the fan fiction? Well, there is a good question. I would say it, it's in the eye or, or ear of the beholder or, or the viewer. Um, I don't know why I threw ear in there. I was yeah, in the mouth, <laughs> the mouth like- of the beholder. The radio play, the, the the loyal radio play audience, Todd. They they got to, they have got to win. No, the the I would say I would say because for a lot of people, this show is all they're ever going to consume. Right. And I would say for the vast majority of people, the show is all they're going to ever consume. Even if you read a book, you know, there maybe I would say most of the people who've watched the show, um, you know, eighty percent of them have either read nothing or have read a book, and the rest, like the other twenty percent. And nothing against the books, just the people, a lot of people have not read these books. I'm sorry. It's not, 
Um, it's, and it's not going to happen. Like there's way too many words to way read. Way too many. So for a lot of people, the show is canon no matter what yeah. you say. And then for book readers, I'm sure they'll look at it. You know, if the show ends in a way that's satisfying to them and the book ends in a different but still equally satisfying way, I think there will be readers who go, oh, you know, and then that will be the fun of, of the next, you know, 30, 40 years of, is debating the nuances between mm. these end, these amazing endings. Yeah. Um, now, if one fails <laughs> miserably, if the show pulls a lost or if the books pull a lost um, or they both pull a lost, then it's just it's going to be the opposite. Which is that it's a good point to interject the comment I made to you last week, which is I I was thinking of this and I it kind of hit in my head that uh, uh, George R. R. Martin is like the dungeon master that has led <laughs> like if this is a, a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, he's gone way too far into like his own world building. <laughs> yeah. And many often Weiss are like the players who are like, we just want our characters to like make it to level 20. Yeah. Right? So they're yeah. the ones that had to sort of step in and like drive the campaign back to a, a, a suitable narrative ending. Yeah. Um, but I do, I, I actually agree. I think George R. R. Martin be almost becomes fan fiction after this. He, be I mean, maybe he becomes like, a, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that person who is the keeper of all star Wars lore at Disney, you know, who makes sure everything lines up, but oh, yeah. I don't think his story really matters after this. I don't, well, because if he does significantly change stuff, it's going to, it's not going to fit with what's already burned into our brains. We've and debated if, this endlessly though, yeah. but like I would even put it, take it out of our point of view, give it to him. Would you actually want to finish? Because this next book is not the final book. There's another book after this one, right? So he's got to finish this one and then put out another one to end the series in book form. Would you really want to spend a thousand pages describing 75% of what you saw on TV, even no. if like you shared your outline with the guys like, Hey, this is what my, exactly. where my story's going. I mean, then you see it. Cause clearly he's watching all these episodes probably right. several times. Do you want to sit there and try to write out? I mean, like at that point, you're not, you're a transcriber. You're not an author anymore. You can put your own flourishes and twists and turns, but if you're largely replicating a lot of what you saw, that must be, that just must really be deflating, you know? So do you, do you get a book even? I was, oh man. <laughs> um, I, I was just thinking how funny it would be if he showed up at a convention and was like, honestly, I stopped watching after they raped Sansa. <laughs> That's when they just went off the rails. George R. R. Martin's like, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> wow. Sure. I had the uh, mountain crush Oberon's head, but that was, that was a line too Let's, far. But um, I mean, I just said it out loud and I'm still astounded by it. Then everybody kind of talks as though this final book, this this next book, I should say, is the final book. It's not. Oh. It's not. And oh. this book has taken eight years, nine yeah. years. Well, um, I, and you said exactly what I was going to say a minute ago, which is like either he writes something that's totally different and we don't feel like these are our characters yeah. or he, he just describes in a different way what we all watched. And we're like, why am I reading this? You know, <laughs> yeah. Plus he's got. Uh, literally thousand more threads to tie up. Oh, hell yeah. And his characters aren't anywhere near where they are in the show. I, I mean, frankly, I don't know how you can even do it in two books. Like, yeah. I, what, I, this guy is a, if nothing else, we've learned that he is a terrible outliner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or at least he doesn't stick to it after he outlines. But um, I mean, but then we get stuff like I'm holding it right now, the, the world of ice and fire oh, yeah. um, that he wrote. He wrote all this canon. Now, some other artists beautifully illustrated it, but he wrote this entire Samarillion style book yeah. for 
Game of Thrones, which is wonderful. Like I prefer him to do this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, oh, exactly. No, totally. And maybe we, maybe this is we've we beat this to death in other episodes, but yeah. maybe this is the first time we actually get to see what happens when it, when a, a franchise is built off of one medium, jumps to the other medium, and that and, and that beats it to the end. Maybe it'll just be common practice that hey, when books and TV shows and movies all kind of live in this amorphous yeah. tube. The books don't necessarily have to finish. Yeah. You know, maybe that jumps off and it's just that thing that we always think about fondly and and you know pontificate on or something. Because here's the yeah. other here's the other dangerous side of this equation. For the longest time, everybody's like, Wow, I wonder what George Lucas would have kept doing if he had kept making Star Wars movies. Because in the interim between Return of the Jedi and Phantom Menace, we had all these books and all yeah. these oh, all yeah. these things in parallel mediums that at that point Disney has since reversed a lot of this but at that point all of that was considered canon um so then here comes george going i'm gonna finish i'm gonna finish my vision and everybody went yay and then we saw what his vision was We're like oh god no no go don't no we don't want this and we, so yeah not to say george r. r martin is gonna fail that way but i mean he's been at this so long now and the fact that the show has done such interesting things ahead of him I, where's the thrill where's the impetus to keep going when they passed him by in season five, I I think I, that's a big come to Jesus moment of like he should have changed what he was going to put out in the Game of Thrones world after that. And I don't yeah. I don't know that he did. I don't know that he didn't either. I'm not trying to be cynical about that. Um, but like you, like uh, the World of Ice and Fire or that recent like history of the Targaryens or whatever mm, they yeah. just put out, like or or even the Duncan egg stories or whatever, like whatever he's written towards these next books, just start putting it out as like sort of side lore. I mean, if I were uh, trying to market this, I think I would actually put the first three books together and call that, you know, the song of ice and fire or something like that. And then everything else is like uh Cimmerillion kind of material, you know, yeah. books four yeah. and five are just the continuing adventures of Jon Snow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, um, uh, or something like that, because I just don't. I know that that uh, it doesn't actually get to the Song of Ice and Fire, but it's it, it's just too much. It's too much lore to uh, pretend as a narrative. Well, so, let's speculate wildly. Yeah, yeah, and, we've already speculated get, on some of these. <laughs> but let's get like these are the things that I think everybody's going to be asking and talking about and calling your friends up. Like, you, yeah. what are you, is this going to happen? Um, <clears throat> yeah, and we did kind of cover a few of these, but here we go again. Who should sit on the Iron Throne when this is all said and done? Gendry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Sam. God damn it. The only <laughs> Baratheon left. Hey, man, there's – now that you say that out loud, there that he is a dark horse candidate. Well, um, okay, so now uh, not to bring in uh, uh, too much of the prophecy or become one of the, the, uh, the flat earth Game of Thrones <laughs> truthers out there, but um, in Danny's vision – from like season two or three. Yep. Uh, Which is in the temple. Yeah. There is like uh, what we think is snow falling on the, yep. uh, the Iron Throne. Yep. And then some people have speculated maybe it is ash. And oh. maybe that is what has happened after <laughs> her dragons have burned it. I don't really, oh. I don't know about that. I do think it's, it's the snow, it's snow coming to King's Landing. Yeah. But, in a moment where she is finally seeing the iron throne and there's snow coming, I, I, you know, she has to be in King's landing for that to happen. So I think that it, it could also be metaphorical. It could yeah, also mean cool, John cool. snow yeah. sitting on the, exactly. all that nonsense. Um, I think, I think it's going to be, 
the child of Danny and John. And wow. in a wonderful po- wonderfully poetic way, that child will be the song of ice and fire. Like the, the, mm. sort of the, the melding of these two. Cause at the, I mean, yeah, John's a Targaryen, but he's grown, he's lived his life in the North. He's of the North. He is much, he is yeah. as much Ned Stark's son as oh, yeah. Rob was if, more so even probably. Yeah. And so he's, he is winter. She is fire. Their child will be the song of ice and fire and the dream of spring and all of these things. And that will be who ultimately sits on the throne. I think maybe up until that point, um, you know, and this gets us into our, our next question a little bit, but I'm almost imagining like a Tyrion, like Tyrion becomes it's like mm. Merlin, like helps raise it. Oh yeah. Um, you know, in a way that's, that makes sense becomes the, the hand of the King for the hand of the queen or King or whatever the child's gender is forever. So you're um, saying that, that we're get what we've gotten from George R. R. Martin is a seven plus pro incest treatise. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it, it starts out with a horrible uh, attack on a young boy who catches Jamie and Cersei in a, in a moment of incest. Oh, uh, wow. Um, <laughs> I never even thought about and that. And then wraps up with like, no, 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 but sometimes it's good. <laughs> well, you think about, I mean, I'm almost even imagining like a line of dialogue because you remember Tyrion got along with um, the two younger Lannister kids. Yeah, uh, very well. So I can almost imagine him like, you know, holding the, the the new baby like, you know, both the parents are dead. He's like, you know, I not all child or children of incest are bad. My niece and nephew were good. You know, something something where he's like going on, like trying, you know, trying to reference it. So this gets us in, into our next question. Who lives? Who dies? I'm going to take it right off of what you just said, because yep. I, I'm not I don't have any uh, I don't have any. Um, uh, uh, dogs in this, this fight or dogs in this hunt or whatever that expression is. Um, but I do think Tyr- Tyrion's death, should that happen, w- would be one of the most poignant moments of the show or could be. Could be. Um, so I wonder how much they're going to lean into that, like killing off the beloved characters. Um, yeah. I, uh, because I'll- I can see him going out and like, wow, that, you know, that dude is honorable and you know like a, a true hero kind of well thing. let's let's lightning round it um i'll just i have the pulled i have the the main characters pulled up daenerys uh i honestly think almost everyone's a goner i i yeah i think i think she dies i, maybe, I do maybe too childbirth. i think oh if, there's if an you think that's a, if you think i mean if we were to put bones on uh on her actually being pregnant <clears throat> her dying in childbirth is another like poetic recall of john's birth you know. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Good point. Okay. So she dies. Jon Snow, I think, dies definitely. Really? Um, yeah. I, I, I wonder. I, I, I would have thought that for sure. Like, I, I guess it's sort of like, to me, it's one or the other. It's, it's they've Danny built him up to be yeah. the, he's going to, they've built him up to be like his father's son. He's going to have yeah. the noblest, the noblest ending of human history or whatever that was in, in, in Infinity War. With like Wakanda's, like it would be the noblest end in history. I think it's. I <laughs> think that's where we're headed. Killable, you know. Like I, I see him more in it's that line unkillable. of like, but I see him like a a Beric Dondarrion figure where oh. he can actually fall in battle and Melisandre brings him back again. Oh, poor guy. I don't know. I really haven't speculated about that in my own head until just now out loud. But I and and I see. I don't think it's likely that they're that they're that she is pregnant. So I do think there's a high likelihood that John ends up on the throne alive oh okay and that, and that he is literally the song of ice and fire because his parents were oh in the targaryen you know the stark and the targaryen let's go a little know. faster through these next ones yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, that's okay those are those are the two most important characters at this juncture so some some context is key gregor gregor clegane yeah. 
dead. Aria. What, what about you? Oh, oh sorry. Uh, Gregor, yeah, I think he okay. I think he dies either fighting the hound, uh, the the mountain or um uh doing something incredibly badass and heroic at the end with the yeah. White Walker battle. Um Arya. God, I don't even want to speculate, but I, I hope she makes it. Uh I, I think she goes. Oh, really? Yep. Do you think okay? Um, I mean, I know it was an April Fool's joke uh that she said on the tonight show when she was like, when Arya dies in the second episode, but uh, is there worth in speculating when that is? You think it's late in the season? You think, I think it's late? It's late. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I think it either has to do with... Maybe in the battle of the humans, not in the battle against the undead. Correct. Okay. Yep. I think I'm imagining some moment where she and, and uh, Lady Mormont have to fight back to back in some like just amazing oh. White Walker, you know, and duel Brienne. scene. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Can you imagine? That's, oh, I God. That scene with Brienne and Arya so many oh, times. Oh, God. I forget about that. So oh, awesome. I want that so much. All right. Yeah. Cersei. Uh, I do think she's going to die. I think, I think there'll be some like comeuppance yeah i think at this point i'd be disappointed if there wasn't um Tyrion. i i think there's a good likelihood that he's going i think i'm equally uh, con- uh assured he's gonna live i think okay. he's gonna be one of the there will be a few smattering left and i think he's a key he, think about all the lesson uh, how much he has evolved yeah and how much he's been looking for a family and a home and if at the end of the day there's a smattering of people left and maybe, you know, maybe it's John and Daenerys' kid. Maybe it's Arya. Maybe there's like just like a handful of people left, you know, Gendry or something. Like that can be his new family. And yeah. he will have finally proven Tywin wrong. Like, look, I was a better father, figure, leader than you were. We, you know? we should offline, you and I should uh, record these answers <laughs> and like and put them on our Instagram as like a ah. record of like where we differ on those things. Ooh, good point. Um, be- Sansa. <laughs> I think she makes it. I hope she makes it. <laughs> uh i had said gregor earlier thinking that i was talking about the, the hound so gregor is the mountain sandor yeah. is the hound yes. i think they both die I um, yeah i agree i mean the mountain's gonna die no matter what That's, what do you think he's about already dead. sansa though oh god i have she's the she's the one that i just i don't have a clean take on okay i i can see i can pretty clearly see her becoming the lady of the north yeah with whatever's left after yeah. it's all over, they're going to need somebody up there to sort of manage all that. And she's proven herself worthy of that. You know, that's yeah. kind of her prize at the end of all this. Um, Brienne. I would really love to see her make it, but I do. I don't think so. She's I, I a think big she's, question mark too. For I think me. she's going in a, in a really tragic heroic death. Okay. Gendry. Uh, I don't care either way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know what I prefer is that he's oh, on that yeah. boat at the end. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. the merman splish, splish splashy next to him. Um, but uh, I, I really don't have a good read on him. I, I mean, I think he he and Barrick, I think, can can go or stay. You know, I, I don't know if they have a bigger role to play anymore. Melisandre. I think she goes for sure. Yeah, I think Davos kills her. That's oh. been coming for a while. What we need to da- see that. What about Davos? As, uh, Davos... I think he's gone. I think he has served his purpose as a character um, in more ways than one. And he, we just need him to have a heroic uh, out. Yeah. Um, um, along Ron. the same line, uh, Jorah. Oh, sorry. Jorah. Ooh. You know, I kind of, I almost think that Jorah, this would, I'm, I'm just trying to think of like the most appropriate ending for these characters. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of, you know, Jorah yeah. was kind of a coward in the beginning. 
you know, his his father uh, enlisted in the Night's Watch. His father was um, uh, who kind of took Jon Snow under his yeah. wing. And Jorah has kind of been on this path to like prove that he's not a coward, to prove that he's like, you know, more worthy than what his father thought. Yeah. Um, and I almost feel like he's going to want to have a heroic death and it's going to be denied him. And so he's just going to have this like he's going to have this sort of this shame haunting him because Daenerys will be dead. Oh Everyone, you know, everybody will be gone and he'll just be this, this old tragic night that just oh never got God. his moment. That's, that is so much crazier. Yeah. Yeah. That is intricate. Cause I think like he's a goner for sure. I mean, that's the easy way to go. I mean, there's so many yeah. characters that to like thread these needles also delicately, yeah. like they're, they're just going to have to do some hand waving on some of these guys. Oh yeah, of course. What about like Bron? Well, let's do Bron first. Oh, Bron. Cause that's, I'm looking at him um, right now. I, I, I think he's a scrapper. I think he's going to make it. <laughs> I mean, they've already given him a weird twist of like having this sort of, you know, wealthy lifestyle now yeah. and a wife and everything. Yeah, he's, he's just going to keep just become going. like king of the Riverlands. <laughs> exactly. The rays are gone. He just takes over. He's like, everything. He's like, he just, and he starts like, you know, he's like one of those guys that would be like, uh, you know, like he's like the Jordan Belfort of uh, of Westeros. You know, the guy from uh, that Leonardo DiCaprio, Taren, uh, what the hell, Wolf of Wall Street. Um, he just, he just sort of, he sort of lucked into this position and he keeps exploiting it for all it's worth. And he's going to be selling you a get rich quick scheme when it's all said and done. Like, you know, call my number now. Bronze way is the best way. What about Bran? I, I think he makes it, but it, you know, he's like a supernatural being at this point. Like he, I mean, he could quote make it, but like his body no longer exists and he just lives in a tree. Are he, you of the opinion that he is the three eyed Raven, uh, in reverse like he's the younger version of what we saw oh i i know i I guess we've talked about that before um uh i i don't have any strong thoughts about it but you know i i think what i've thought all along especially through the books and stuff is that it's they are one of the two religions that actually works you know it's like the religion of the seven they don't yeah they're not like active but the old religion um which is uh brands uh, like like is actually magical and actually like you know inhabits the spirits of the crows and the trees and stuff like that um yeah children of the and, forest and, all that. and then the uh the lord of light you know obviously like has actual magic but only those two work you know all yeah other, like the, you know I, i'll tell you a crazy speculation that got thrown out the other night was that um and not actually speculation about the show but i guess there was a in the books at hard home um they see creatures in the water like that they're leaving mm-hmm. and there's been these uh speculations about the book that those are the kraken <laughs> oh jesus although i think technically on a map the iron islands wh- where the you know the the kraken is the sort of uh, figure in their religion i think i yeah. think uh that's on the other side of the continent so i don't from hard home so i, I don't necessarily give that answer. okay all right but if we got kraken in this last season that would be unbelievable i keep man the, the- that's what that's that's when you knew aquaman had gone too far uh, i think that's our when there's a when a kraken shows up your movie or tv show has probably jumped the shark that's the Not new drumming octopus. <laughs> well that's true um let's go really quickly through these next ones uh just just a upper uh, upper down of the thumb roman style theon down down uh jamie Ooh, close call i i, I got either way I, you know yeah same um Varys. i think he makes it <laughs> i do too yeah i'm gonna give a thumbs up sam yeah i think he makes it 
Yeah, I'll say up too. Uh, Tormund. Up. I think I think he's making it too. Uh, I'm gonna say he uh, he goes. Really? Yeah. I, I, I he's another like one like Jamie where I feel like we've reached a good like end of his story. Like if that's yeah. where the story ended, that's okay. But um, but I also think you know he's he's uh, you know he's a scrapper. He he yeah. could make it out of there. Um, Miss Sandy. Dead. Uh, yeah, for sure. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, 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 sorry. Uh, I, I was like, man, you were ready to brand her. <laughs> Dead. But I was thinking Melisandra. Um, Off with her head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, you know, Dene- uh, she's certainly lasted longer than any of other, uh, any of the rest of Dan- Daenerys's uh, retinue, you know? True. True. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Boy, I, I, but along those same lines, what about Grey Worm? Uh, Grey Worm's gone. Yeah. I, I, do, you think, do you think all the Unsullied are gone? Or like yes. such a significant number of them? Yeah. I think most of them get wiped out in the White Walker battle. Yeah, I think it's like we're going to see a, a moment of all of them charging in. And <laughs> I think a lot of Dothraki and a lot and most of the Unsullied are gone. Yeah, isn't that nice that they bring the brown people over from the other continent to just right? get murdered at the hands of like literally white men? White people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be a wonderful meme to, to spread around for a while. Is mm-hmm. Podrick still alive? Yes. Uh, we saw him in the wolf and the dragon or whatever that episode was called. That's right. Uh, because he's with um, Brienne, right? Yep. Uh, and, so Podrick, I think he's, he's, he the, lived. Yeah. He lived to see the other. I mean, that guy is, you, you can't keep that guy down. Yeah. You can't, that magical dick has got to survive. <laughs> we did, we did Davos. Um, he's going to go. Everybody else is either dead or not of consequence. Am I forgetting yeah. anybody major? Um, any other Starks that are left standing? Nope. Um, uh, what about some uh, some minor ones? But Yara. Oh yeah, I think Yara lives. Okay. What if, I mean, um, she's got to be she's got to be queen of the Iron Islands. That's got to happen. Definitely do not need to do this. But do you think there's going to be a cutscene to Ilaria and her daughter in that prison cell? Who's Ilaria? Uh, Sand or. Elia Sander, Alaria Sander. Well, oh, yeah, Alaria God. Sander. She's chained up in a prison watching her own daughter die. Oh, gross. That would be the new gross scene. <laughs> like, just yeah. a cut to that. I don't, I don't think. I'll, I think I'll <laughs> I think that's, you know, if we're going to show that, we may as well show what the uh, the headmistress of, well, no, she died. Yeah. Never mind. I was going to say. No, 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 yeah. she's not dead. Remember? Oh, she's not? Because uh, Cersei leaves her with the mountain. That's and right. Like, so she may like, still oh, be you, alive. Do you think you're gonna die today? No, 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 no. <laughs> so we don't need to see. I mean, once that door closes, that kind of closes their their door on the character ever showing up again. Sadly, it's like no. Nope. Yeah. Do you think we care if something happens to Kyburn? Like, is that gonna get wrapped up? <laughs> well, what about a uh, Pycelle? Like, what? Oh <laughs> wow! Oh, no, no, no. Pycelle got stabbed to death. Sorry. No, Kyburn. Yeah, no, Kyburn's the the new guy. You know, I think if it. Kyburn's so connected to Cersei. If she if she goes, he goes. Yeah. So if she does. I I can't see that guy living past. I mean, if there's a battle between King's Landing and everybody else, that guy that guy goes. He probably and it's probably through his own hubris. He probably lights some kind of like um, dragon fire uh, around himself in a weird way, and it catches him on fire. And he's like, ah. And, and, I mean, yeah. there's here's the real here's the real question. Does this? Uh, and this is sort of like the well. There's one more question after this. Two two more. Um, for me, the biggest question of season eight is, does this end on a high note or a low note? Meaning does the seven, do the same seven kingdoms end up in a better place or a worse place than when we started this season? 
I don't. Oh, then when we started the season, yeah, um, I, I that's uh, negligible. I, I mean, I think, I, I mean, I think it's worse it, for the for the fact that like two huge wars are basically going to be conducted there, but better in that I I don't really see like the threat of like the White Walkers. Like it may not be fully banished; it may come back in another thousand years or something. But does but like Cersei? Does Cersei live to to stay, remain queen, and she just she everybody else dies? <laughs> like, is it gonna be I grim that like would be that? So annoying to me, you know. Just like not not because I hate that character so much, but it would just be, you know, wh- why did we watch all this? Like yeah. we're just back in the same thing. I but I do like that you said the Seven Kingdoms because I had brought up. Um, like a map and the names from the books of like the, the, the Kings of all the kingdoms thinking like, maybe that's a good way to go into the season mm. and wondering who survives because the phrase are dead. Like Aria poisoned all of the phrase. Yeah. And the phrase had basically taken over the riverlands uh, from uh, Catelyn's family. What are they called? The, uh, you know, the black, the Tullys. Um, and so they're wiped out. The Tullys are wiped out. Um, the, Martells are totally wiped out. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Martells are not wiped out. Sorry. The the Dornish people in the oh, same. Ter- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's just like the, um, they did kill Prince. Um, the Tyrells are gone. The Martell, most of the, most of the Martells are gone. Right? Well, no. Uh, there Laurie was a prince that. daughters took over from Prince Doran. And but there was that other him. prince that was like Marcella was going to marry or was promised to, and he was like, killed. He but was I killed. Mean, okay, the people, the actual like rest of the fan. I mean, I guess you're right. Like the royal yeah. family basically died, um, and the uh, yeah, the Tyrells are just totally wiped out because of that battle. Um, the Lannisters are no longer holding the Rock. You yeah, you know. Um, Did Kevin die, or is Kevin still running around? Kevin. I mean, I know Kevin that Lannister. Is, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, because he was last seen. I thought as the new hand, like in season five when Cersei was um was in the jail, like like uh. So I think comes down or no? I think there's a deal where he went back to the Rock, Mm -hmm. like when Cersei came back into power. I think he he went to he left for the Rock. I'm not totally sure, and I don't know that we ever got any follow up after the Unsullied took the Rock. Oh, that's right. That did Um, happen. And uh, yeah, so that's interesting. And then there's the Reach, the Kingdom of the Reach, which has almost never been mentioned um, in the show. So I don't. Bear Island obviously is is holding firm. Well, yeah, and that's the North, so that's not like a separate kingdom. So uh, and the Vale also no longer has leadership because um, oh, Littlefinger got axed. Littlefinger's dead, you know, and Liza. Yeah, but the Vale had like they had like a, a, a but, almost like council of elders that seems to like I think sure they're holding that, it down. Oh, but but also Robin's still alive. Yeah, so, yeah, they have their Lord of the Vale is Robin. Ugh. So I wonder if Sansa will like end up actually marrying that kid. Oh Jesus, <laughs> that kid like that kid needs to be killed now I, so that he doesn't grow up to be like a even worse like sort of megalomaniac than Cersei or any of the like the the evil Lannisters that started all this to begin yeah, with. It's God. Um, yeah. So I, uh, it's, maybe I pulled us off topic by going through all that, but I, but you had brought up that idea of the seven kingdoms. And I guess yeah. where I'm, where I was leading that was the kingdoms as they were at the start of the show l- just do not exist anymore. Yeah. So I, I can't, you know, I can't say like better or worse from one season to the next, but the entire continent has been reshaped. 
And so is Essos, frankly, because Daenerys did so much crazy shit over there. That's true. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, this is, you know, <laughs> they've waged like two world wars before the, you know, uh, horribly literal metaphor of climate change hits them. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what we're getting this season is like the the uh, the climate change hits them and then another human war. And boy. Final question. How do they stop? How do they stop the White Walkers? Oh, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I have a wild theory that I, I saw online. But do you have any theories? I think it's going to have to be a combination of dragons. So there's mm-hmm. two good dragons. I'm sure one of them goes down fighting the other dragon. So there's Ooh. there probably is one final third dragon to go to King's Landing if need be, or they both get wiped out, but we're at least, we're at least losing two dragons during all this. I think that's part of it. Yeah. I think all the dragon glass that they've been mining furiously since Jon yeah. Snow showed yeah. up, that's going to come into play. So it's going to be a lot of traditional mm. warfare, just, you know, with crazy f- kinetic, like, you know, racing zombies running at you at full at full blast but a lot of that dragon glass will be put to use uh as the azora high sword i think is going to be part of it because i think at some point john needs to confront the night king and slay him and i think that Mm. either makes john gives him control of that army um or it just they all sort of like like the chitari they just stop functioning (laughs) once the night king is no i i totally agree with that functioning thing there uh, another crazy theory i saw on how they're animated seems to hint at that as well so do you think that long call long claw becomes the uh the sword the well we like- saw it it happened in hard home like we saw that sword for the first time like get its true its true use as that sort of unstoppable sword that and then he, yeah. uh, what's his face lit it on fire and so it was, they were scared of it like the white walker uh you know, the guys fire. the guy on the horses the, the white walkers on the horses were just like no what and then it killed one of the generals, if you recall. Yeah, but they didn't light it on fire. It's something happened where it was like it, I have to go back oh, and rewatch it now. But it was it other, was revealed that that sword is a pretty special sword. Like it's it is a White Walker killer, and John well, knows it. It's Valerian steel. Um, yeah, and uh, it's one of those weird things too, where like book readers, we've probably kept track of all the Valerian steel swords because Arya's needle is Valerian steel as well. In fact, in the books, you never heard of a sword that wasn't valyrian steel <laughs> like if any major character were carrying a sword it's made of valyrian steel um but uh brienne has one um presumably jamie has one aria has one aria has one john has one um aria's dagger is valyrian steel and uh it's so in the in the the, the wolf and the dragon or the wolf and the lion or whatever that last episode was uh john does say that like when he when he brings the the white out he explains like uh, dragon glass can kill him. Valyrian steel can kill him. Whatever. So I, I totally agree with you. Like, there's something special about Longclaw, but but I think it in Hardhome, I think it was just them realizing that Valyrian steel would actually work against them. The preview, though. So in the in the you know previously on Game of Thrones, like yeah. the clip uh, before the Hardhome episode, they had a scene. They call out a scene specifically where John uh, is given that sword. And it's like, and it was like mm. really, they, they locked in on that. This is special. And then okay. you're right. It doesn't light on fire, but he fights that White Walker general with it. And it, it explodes him as soon as yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he gets and it. And I'm so kind of wondering if they will light it on fire or if it will like naturally light on fire in a battle with more of them or something, you know? Well, Derek Dondarrion seems to. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, 
and it was so crazy when they did the the magnificent seven episode where um we also learn i guess at that moment that uh uh what's his name's also he can also light his own uh thoros you know yeah we yeah like two lightsabers <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah i the crazy theory i saw online uh and i i can't remember the place and it's been several weeks since i saw this was that because of the way okay so for example at hard home all those wildlings were killed and at the end of it as all the boats are are going off into the sea the night king um raises his arms and mm-hmm. all of the wildlings raise up yep and they like, don't have those crystal blue eyes but they are we understand them to be now i don't know there's some distinction between white walkers and just whites or something um but when he resurrects uh the dragon mm-hmm. is it valerian um anyway or uh Viserion, maybe mm-hmm. uh when he resurrects the dragon he actually has to touch it and its eyes turn blue like when he touches the, the baby when he touches the baby exactly um so there is some weird theory that that is reversible. What? Like if you were to hit that with the dragon glass, maybe it doesn't explode because it's not a white. It is a, it is a white walker, I guess, or some, whatever the difference is. It's the thing that just like ha- is now controlled by him and that control can be undone. Huh. So they could kill the Night King and have a third dragon back on their side. But the dragon's still dead. Like its soul has left its body. I thought that, you know, this I know was just like an animated corpse. Wild theory was that they can turn the dragon back. So they have three dragons on their I side. I think it's the Chitari. I think as soon as he goes down, they just all, you know, the I, dragon I, I just falls was, from the sky and all the, yeah, because, and literally because of the hard home scene, like yeah. if he was able to raise them all up, if he dies, I think they all collapse. Yeah. So, so there's going to be this, so there's going to be this epic scene and maybe like that's, you ask yourself, well, like, you know, if they win, if they flee Winterfell or, if, you know, they have to leave or something, just this idea that the White Walkers keep pushing further and further south, we'd never finish it in six episodes. They have yeah. to stop them at Winterfell or not at all. Yeah. Like, and there's probably going to be a line of dialogue in the episode to that, that extends. Like, we stop them here. Well, well they yeah. run, they run across and convert every single one of us. Yeah. All the men, women, and children of Westeros will and all they- be turned into zombies. They Unless we do it right now. Sorry, go ahead. They hand wave to the magic in the wall. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Benjamin gives that thing about the powerful magic was weaved into the wall. Yeah. And then the fucking dragon just melts it. But that same magic is in the walls of Winterfell. So, oh, presumably right. the White Walkers can't get in there that's unless right. Viserion melts it. So, mm-hmm. um, eh, just a, just another thought. Yeah. Um, should we wrap it up? Yeah, man, this has been <laughs> about this for like two more hours. I'm sure. Well, the problem is we went two years almost without doing this, oh uh, you know, year and a half and some change, but still. So it's, it's, um, if you liked what you heard, if you're still listening, go back, uh, search and subscribe for Wednesday in Westeros. Uh, you'll hear our past seasons, past episodes, get caught up on game of Thrones. If you'd like, you can join us for all six episodes this season. We're actually going to re- uh, release on Mondays, so it'll be Wednesday in Westeros, but on Mondays, mm-hmm. um, right after the episode debuts, so you'll be able to catch up right that next morning unless something horrible goes wrong on our side. Um, so yeah. uh, search for Wednesday in Westeros, uh, wherever you find podcasts. Subscribe, tell your friends, let us know what you think. If you're a panelism listener, we'd love to have you aboard on this show. And uh, yeah, if you're Wednesday. 
I, from ahead. time to time, probably leave some uh, Westerosi stuff on the panelism Instagram. We're not going to have a separate uh, Wednesday and Westeros Instagram or anything, so follow us on Instagram at panelism.inc. And I also wanted to plug that our friend Emily Kelly Cunin will probably be joining us for almost Yay! every episode. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, she's she's uh, uh, d- definitely brings the <laughs> excitement and book reader knowledge to this um, that helps us out a ton. So we look forward to that. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, until then, Todd, uh, what's our typical ending for the show? I don't think I well, even remember. We don't have one, but I had one more thing to mention, which is oh, uh, we have already recorded next week's episode of Panelism. So if you're a Wednesday and Westeros listener that somehow got this, go subscribe to Panelism. Next week is about Shazam. Um, and we're I'm telling you now so that you've got another weekend, another whole week in which to go catch that movie. We talk about it with spoilers. Uh, so, you know, listen to both Wednesday and Westeros and Panelism. That's my ending. Well, my ending <laughs> is, may the Lord of Light bless you and yours this holiday season. <laughs> That's right. Oh, we had something with that. Oh, and that could just be the end right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that will be the end. I'll fade it out on me grasping. What was that? Oh, yeah. fuck. You would say something. Were you saying something and I was saying something?